0: Through consulting.com, I, I want to show other people how they can use consulting as a vehicle to either quit their job, live wherever they want, or fund their business on the side, or anything like that.
1: Do you want to impact the world and still turn a profit? Then you're in the right place. Welcome to Growth Everywhere. This is the show where you'll find real conversations with real entrepreneurs, They'll share everything from their biggest struggle to the exact strategies they use on a daily basis. So if you're ready for a value-packed interview, listen on. Here's your host, Eric Sue. Before we jump into today's interview, if you guys could leave a review and a rating and also subscribe as well, that would be a huge help to the podcast. So if you actually enjoy the content and you'd like to hear more of it, please support us by leaving us a review and subscribe to the podcast as well. Thanks so much. Okay, everyone, today we have Sam Ovens, who is the CEO and founder of Consulting.com, which helps people start and grow wildly profitable consulting businesses and live lives of freedom. So I've been waiting to do this interview for quite some time. And Sam, welcome to the show. Glad to be here. Yeah, so Sam, why don't you give us a little background on kind of who you are and and, and what you do over there at Consulting.com right now?
0: Sure. So how I got my start in entrepreneurship was, you know, I was working a corporate job and then I hated it. So I quit and decided to start my own business and failed with that. And then I got into software like SaaS and I needed to find money to fund my SaaS business. And so I learned basically how to get customers for my SaaS business. And I found that that was quite a valuable skill that all businesses wanted. So I started consulting businesses on how to get customers and not just telling them how to do it but actually doing it for them too like setting up the landing pages the ads and all of that. And so I did that on the side like a, I was a digital marketing consultant to to local businesses and I generated money that way and then I would use that money to fund my SaaS business. And it was a really powerful tool that I've used throughout my life as an entrepreneur so far like it helped me generate money for myself personally. It helped me generate money for my SaaS business. And it also taught me a lot because you get to see so many different problems and you get to to solve them. And what I wanted to do with consulting.com is show people how they can start their own consulting businesses in anything. So, you know, it's it was a very helpful tool for me and it changed my life. So through consulting.com, I, I want to show other people how they can use consulting as a vehicle to either quit their job Live wherever they want or fund their business on the side or anything like that.
1: Great. And so when you started, I, I mean, well, f- backing up a second, consulting.com right now, how does it work? How exactly do you help people start and, and, and grow these businesses and, and how do you make money?
0: Sure. So how we help people start consulting businesses is we just we teach them, we have to train them, like we, we have to tell them exactly. You need to pick a niche and how to pick a niche. So a niche should be something that you're interested in Well, how do you find out what you're interested in? I mean, we have to really do a lot of work with with people because a lot of people that are joining, they're not even sure if they want to start a business. And we've got a lot of things to go through until they've got a successful business. And so we help them pick a niche, then we help them find a market problem. And one of the key things we do is help people find problems because then their business should just be providing the solution. I think a lot of entrepreneurs that go out looking for ideas, we just go looking for problems. And the inverse of the problem is the solution, which is their idea. And then once we've found that, we validate it, we price it, and then we help them acquire the skills so that they can provide the solution. And then we help them get their first few clients, and then we help them scale up from there. That's basically what we help them do. And we do it through an online course. So it's a portal which they log into, and there's a bunch of videos and action items and steps they have to go through. We also provide a community where they can network with other users, and we charge money for the courses, and that's how we make our money.
1: Perfect. And then how much is the course typically?
0: So our beginner's course for people who want to start a consulting business, that's called Consulting Accelerator, and that's $2,000. Great.
1: And, you know, so I, I do a podcast with uh, Neil Patel and we, we talk about your funnel a lot. And, you know, I've often looked at your, your, your funnel as well. And, uh, you know, it's, it's apparent that a lot of people that are doing these types of, let's say agency or consulting courses are, are trying to duplicate what Sam Ovens is doing. So could you give us an idea in terms of revenues, how much success you've actually seen in like a 12 month period?
0: Sure. Well, this year we should do like 30 to
1: 34 million, somewhere in there. Wow. Okay. Yeah. The last time, the last time Neil and I talked about this, and we, we actually talked about you on the podcast too, was you were around like 20, 25 or so. So what do you think has been, and obviously we don't want you to give away all your secrets, right? But what do you think has been the, the impetus for, you know, so much growth? Because people are like, you know, with this core stuff, there's a lot of these people out there, you know, A, what makes you different, but B, kind of what's the driver?
0: Sure. Well, I can give away my secret, It, which is just focus and relentless execution (laughs) like it's that's actually what it is i mean i just work harder at it and for longer and more consistently over a longer period of time with greater intensity and focus you know it's just work so i probably clock more hours over a longer period of time than the average person like focusing on this thing but also i really lock in on one or two key things to do and i just i just ignore everything else so I'm not trying to be good at everything. I, I'm actually not good at most stuff and just very good at,
1: at a few things. Great. And so you actually have a couple of videos on YouTube that I recommend people check out. You have this one video on the Sam Oven's uh, warm map and I, I think you have another one. You, you basically have these Excel templates out there which are amazingly free for everyone to download. Can you kind of speak to that warm map? Because I, I think that's one of the things that helps you focus quite a bit. I'm not even sure if you still use it, but uh, if you do, do you want to speak to it? Sure yeah, I still
0: use it, and it's just it's a calendar really it but it's a bird's eye view calendar from and you're looking from like the month at the month from a bird's eye view and you're just plotting in there the key things that you need to do to try and achieve your goals so what I'm always trying to do is it all starts with the goal first I think well, what am I trying to achieve and I get that very clear and I define that and then once I know what my goal is, I will think well what what actions are going to be the most powerful at achieving this goal? And I define those actions. And then I just plot those actions in my calendar. Like, okay, I want if I want to achieve this, these are the things that are most likely to get me to achieve this. So then I should do these things. And then I plot them in my calendar. And then I just do my best to never forget that and just get those things done and ignore all the other noise that pops up around those things.
1: Got it. And so, you know, when I look at it, um, I've looked at it before and I've even had people on my team look at it too, saying, you know, take a look at this. You know, what they say is it's, it's very useful because it focuses you, focuses you maybe on over a 30 day period on one or two things. It keeps you laser targeted versus trying to do 30, 40 different things at once and feeling like you really didn't get anywhere. Right. Um, so I think that's really helpful. You know, we'll, we'll drop that in the show notes. And also at the same time, you have this other piece about, how you come up with ideas and how you prioritize those ideas, which is your your rice framework, right? I don't know if you, you call it that, but how does that work?
0: Sure. Well that's just like a prioritization system to because let's say that you want to achieve this goal. And let's say this goal is I know, I'll make this up, like a million dollars in revenue for the year. And so we have to reverse engineer that back. We're like, okay, that's roughly, you know, a hundred grand a month. And then we'll how are we going to achieve that? What product are we selling? How much does that cost? How many units of that product do we have to sell at that price to make hundred grand a month? And then what funnel are we going to use to do that? And then how much traffic do we need to come through there for it to do all of these different things? And so we can just we can just reverse engineer it all the way back to these things that must happen. And then what we need to do is that we've got a list of things that we need to do in order to make this happen. Let's say it's build a funnel, run some ads run some conversion rate optimization. And so we've got a list of things that we need to do. But then it's, well, how do we know which one to work on first? Right. Right. So that's why we use that Rice project scoring tool. And all it's doing is it's just looking at the impact of each thing, because not all things have equal impact. And it's also looking at how long it will take to execute it in human hours and also... The probability of it actually achieving that thing. Like, are we really certain or are we mm, a bit uncertain? And so all it's doing is it's trying to prioritize the actions that are going to create the most impact towards the goal that we have the most certainty in and that require the least number of hours. Okay. And the the, the acronyms, what do they each stand for? The letters? I think it stands for Reach, impact, certainty, and execution.
1: Okay, great. Yeah, the way I've looked at yours, I mean, you know, t- typically with with testing, you know, you have the ICE model, right? You've added R to yours, and then ICE is typically kind of what you said, and it's it's scored on a, a very simple model. So Sam, basically, if you look at his YouTube video, just Google Sam oven's Rice, and you'll find it. It is more complicated, but at the same time, it is more targeted right it's uh it's it's much more kind of succinct because the ice model without getting too com- complicated here it's only based on a score from three to thirty right and sometimes a lot of stuff can be like 28 28 28 and you still don't know if it's the right thing to do so you know trying to use sam's model might help free up your mind uh even though it's a little more uh complex to to get going so i wanted to touch upon those two because i found you know those two were were really interesting things now Going back to consulting, so you you've got this thing you're doing, you know, thirty to thirty-five million a year. You know, there was kind of uh, I I do know one of the things you use for acquisition too is kind of licensing your training program. So if you are doing that, what does that look like? Ty Lopez, for example.
0: What do you mean by Ty Lopez?
1: So you did a deal with Ty Lopez where he helped promote you before, right? So that is kind of like you know, is that how you license your training programs?
0: No, so that would so when I say licensing. That's typically, you know, when we sell our product, I mean, we're just selling a user license to the product. Okay. And we're not selling them the whole thing, like kind of like when you use iOS on your iPhone. I mean, that's just a license. You don't own the the program. And so that's what I mean by licensing it. Got it. And then in terms of, Thai, helped us grow a lot at one point, and... He did that through like an affiliate deal. So we paid him forty five percent for every dollar in revenue he, he generated. And the reason why it was quite a powerful partnership at that stage was because I'm I'm introverted and I don't go out on social media and make much noise and I don't really post content that much or, you know, go out and make a make a big scene. And I spend most of my time just looking at numbers and, and tweaking things and optimizing things, which means that I had a really good product and a really good conversion rate and a good funnel and all of that, but I didn't have much volume and awareness of people knowing about my my thing. However, tie on the is like the inverse of that. So, you know, he had mass awareness and a lot of traffic and a lot of influence, but he didn't really have a great product or a funnel that had great conversions. So the two paired quite well together. He could send a lot of traffic into my my funnel and my program and it, and it converted really well. And so he helped us grow quite a lot at, during a particular stage.
1: Got it, that's great. And so approximately what percent of your, your business do you think is from affiliates versus like just purely you running you know ads, for example?
0: Yeah, well, at this point right now, like it's just 100 percent our own channels because uh, affiliates have kind of died down uh, at the point where we were going very hard with Ty. I mean, Thai was driving easily 50, 60 percent of all of our sales volume. Wow. But it's it's changed now. And so now we have to do it a lot of like all of it on our own. And if there was affiliates that could come in and drive a lot, that'd be great. But it's yeah, it's changed a
1: lot. Great. And so, when you say you're doing all of it on your own right now, you know what what does that entail? Facebook ads is part of it. I see your Facebook ads. I think I see some YouTube ads too. What else?
0: Sure. So, Facebook ads and YouTube ads they're the main drivers. So, we have a media buyer who runs Facebook, a media buyer that runs uh, YouTube. We also run AdWords banner ads. But the the two main channels would be Facebook and YouTube. We also have some organic search, and we also have some referrals from customers within our program. But yeah, the like the 80-20 of it is paid traffic through Facebook and AdWords. Great.
1: Yeah. So I encourage people, and, and it's funny because Sam Ovens uh, even runs these ads saying, hey, look, if you're going to try, try to funnel, hacking, ha- funnel hack me, I- I've got it all for you here. So if you want to look through his stuff, you can definitely look through it and just take a look at how he does things. But I, I can tell you that Everything is buttoned up in terms of, you know, where you're got in the funnel, how he's gonna retarget you, the messaging and all that. Um so it's very well thought through. So I don't think this is like, oh look, he's he's doing, you know, so well and how come I can't do the same thing? It's it's more so like he said, he puts in the the hours and he really thinks through things and he focuses. And so you know, there's people now that are writing books. You know, it doesn't have to be crazy, like, you know, Silicon Valley and all that. You don't need to work long hours. It's, it's bad to work longer hours. Now, you're saying you actually put in the long hours and that's why you're more successful. So, what do you have to kind of say to those people?
0: Well, it depends what you want. Like, you know, if you really want to have, if you want to travel around the world and, and not have any employees and, and have like a lifestyle business, then you should do that. But if you want to, you know, if you want to build something really big, or if you want to be the best, I mean, it requires everything. And there's, if you look at the best, you know, athletes of all time, I mean, the people like, you know, the the best CEOs of the most successful companies of all time, I mean, there was no work-life balance. There was no, there was no like anything that their sport or their business or their craft, whatever it was, it was given everything.
1: Right. And so for Sam, what does Sam ultimately want? Like, what are you aiming for? Because now, you know, you've got this thing going. What are, you know, what do you see yourself doing long term?
0: Yeah, well, I'm really interested in the, the like, broader education. So I think one of the biggest problems in the world is our education system. Agreed. And I've been kind of, I've been working on on a niche within that larger whole, which is consulting and entrepreneurship and helping people, you know, start and grow consulting businesses. But, you know, my eyes are are on the whole thing. So I want to revolutionize the world's education system.
1: Great. When you first started consulting.com, even before it was consulting.com, before you got the domain, I mean, you were, correct me if I'm wrong, but you actually were, you niched it down even more where you're targeting agency owners, right?
0: Yeah, well, it's gone through lots of iterations. I mean, my first version of my course was was called like cash flow consulting and it the message was if you have a saas business and you need money to grow it and fund it then I'll show you how to start a digital marketing consulting business in order to fund your saas business so it was that niche mm-hmm. and the only people who bought that were owners of saas businesses who wanted to fund their and so it started off like very niche like that and then it started to just you know I started to widen the net
1: Okay. So what Sam's talking about here is when you think about Apple, when they first started, they started with the Macintosh, very focused on the Macintosh, right? And nowadays they have the, the, I'm looking at my AirPods, the iPhone, they have the iPad, they have the watch as well. It's just now they've gone broader, right? So Sam started very niche first and then he brought it up a little bit to consulting.com. And now he's going to go even wider for the long term because he's got, he's got big aspirations. He's got big goals. So I just want to kind of compare the two there. And I want to back up a second too, because you, you know, you're trying to do your SaaS company. So I'm assuming that SaaS company did not work out, right?
0: No, it's, it worked. And it's called Snap Inspect. If, if you Google it, I mean, it still exists today. Cool. And why I left it and focused on my course was just because I wasn't really passionate about the property management industry. Uh. I chose it because, you know, I found a painful problem within there. And I I solved that problem, but I just wasn't extremely passionate about property management. And what I was quite passionate about was education and helping entrepreneurs start businesses. And so I just was drawn more to that. And I ended up selling my shares in that company to uh, a business partner who was my developer back and he ended up buying all the shares off me and he still runs it and it still exists today.
1: Great. And so good on that. And, And the you you started this consultancy on the side. So what did you get uh, revenues to with your your consultancy or your agency?
0: Yeah. So when I was doing done for you, and by that I mean like actually building the funnels, building the ads, managing the ads and things, I could only get to about five or seven clients per month before it started to max out. And so then I thought, okay, well, this is easy. I'll just hire more people and kind of build an agency. Right. And so I started to do that and found that it was quite hard because, you know, people need to be skilled and and managing humans is a complex thing. And then I found that there was massive diminishing returns. I couldn't get an extra seven out of each new hire. So, you know, I could manage seven on my own, but if I put another one in, it wasn't like we could do 14. It was like we could do a bit more and then a bit more and it, it... and there was a decay there. And so I, I started to notice that and I was like, yeah, this isn't going to make it. This won't work. And I think the max we got it to was like 180000 New Zealand dollars a month, which, mm-hmm. must, which might be like around 110000 US dollars a month. Got it.
1: You realized at that point that you would do better teaching what you know already and then using the course itself because it's much more scalable, the unit economics work out.
0: Yeah, and not only that, but what was quite surprising was that people would get better results with a course compared to Done for You, mm-hmm. because you just teach them how to fix the fix it themselves, you know, and then they take ownership for it. I think quite a lot of the time with with Done for You, people will just hand it off to someone and be like, "All right, fix it," but it's never just the marketing, it's never just the funnel, you know. If somebody has a problem, it's always very systemic, and the problem will be everywhere in the business, down to the product, the support, the attitudes of the people that work within the company. And that's what I observed when I was doing agency work, was that you kind of have to solve the whole thing if, if you want it to run
1: really well. Right. And did you decide with the agency to just shut it down or did you gradually shut it down as consulting was taking off, that the courses were taking off?
0: Yeah, I just didn't add anything to it. And it just, you know, with Churn, it just it just decayed. Got
1: it. And so what happened to the employees that were working with you? Yeah,
0: so they they all just found other jobs, basically, and and I told them this. And then that's pretty much the time when I decided to move to America.
1: And what was the reasoning for coming to America?
0: It was kind of like a fresh start, and I knew that most there's so much more business over here than there is over there. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, all right, I'm going to focus on courses. I'm going to show people how to start and grow consulting businesses. That's going to be it that's my focus. And I know most of the actions in America, so I'm going to go there and focus on that. Right, And that's what I did. Got it.
1: You know, it's 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 interesting looking at what you've done, because, you know, the other people that try to duplicate your success, you are right. They're doing a bunch of different things at once. And it could just, and it probably is just as simple as focus, right? So was there, I mean, beyond kind of the the business lessons that you've learned to just, you know, lock down, was there any other kind of point in time where it's just like, You know, this is it. I'm not going to try to do multiple things at once. Was there that one transformative moment?
0: Yeah, well, if you study successful people in anything, you'll quickly find the common thread, its obsession and focus and people change their entire life. Just so that they can give more to this thing, right? And so, if you if you study any successful people over any field, over any era in time, that's going to be the recurring pattern. And I noticed it made a huge difference in my business too. I mean, you just try, like, for example, agency is a great example because you're trying to focus on your own business and getting clients and running your ads and things. But you're also trying to do that for all of these clients. Right. And it's hard enough just to do it for yourself. And when you really have that focus and you can just focus on one thing for long periods of time, and that's when it gets really good. And whenever I felt, you know, just torn between different things, it just made my brain hurt. <laughs> you know, like having, having to do all of this different social media stuff and then going – because I fell for that myth that, oh, you know, to be successful you need to go speak. So I was like looking at d- – speaking at different things – and then, oh, you need to network and stuff. So I'd go out and meet people for lunch. And then I was thinking about writing a book. And then I had a blog and then a YouTube channel and some Facebook stuff. And I'd do some posts. And it was just crazy. I was like, I don't know how anyone does this. My brain hurts. I feel like I'm scatterbrained between everything. And I'm not really doing any one thing well. And it doesn't make any sense. It's kind of that myth that you need to be well-rounded. You know how you get told that at school? Yeah.
1: 100%. Yeah,
0: I'm pretty spiky.
1: <laughs> it's it's interesting because, I mean, it's just judging by the way we talk in, in this interview and then, you know, the, the stuff that I've seen you do, it is 100%. If I've seen – if you look at what Sam offers in his courses, his offering versus anybody else – it's a lot more, uh, there's just a lot more to give, right? And the the price is, you know, I'd venture to say it's fair. So going back to your course, you know, your introductory program is is two grand, right? What other programs do you have and and how much do those cost typically for people?
0: Sure. So the next one is called up-level consulting. And that's for people that are already in business. So, you know, Accelerator is for people that are just getting started or trying to get up to six figures. Maybe they've already started and and they're trying to get some traction and then up levels for people that are, that have maxed out the done for you or one-on-one business model. So that typically occurs around five to seven clients and they want to scale. And the best way to do that is by, you know, moving from the done for you and one-on-one business model to a training program. And so that's what we help people do in up level. It's make that transition and basically find the proof of concept that they've established through and done for you and then make it into a training program that others can that their clients can learn and apply without using them as the service delivery mechanism
1: great so we got 2 grand and then the up level one you said was 4 that's 5800 got it okay cool so you have the you, these are the two programs in within consulting.com
0: yeah and then i've got a mastermind group which we don't advertise or or try and sell anywhere. It's just naturally what the best students, they just want more, right? Like if someone comes through, Accelerator does well, then they're going to buy up level. Then if they continue to do well, then they're going to be like, I want more. Right. And that's where we work with them on, on an ongoing basis in the mastermind.
1: Got it. And what's like the range for that? It's about $30,000. Got it. And that's cool. So I'm assuming it's like most other masterminds, like War Room, et cetera, 30 grand for the year.
0: Yeah, it's very different to those other masterminds in terms of how it's structured and how we run it. But uh-huh. I guess the price is similar.
1: Great. So we're working towards wrapping up here. I mean, can you tell us one big struggle you faced while growing this, uh, let's just say consulting.com? One of them. There's been
0: a lot. So let me think of one, the biggest one. It's probably hiring the team and making that transition from being a solo entrepreneur or an entrepreneur with. Twelve contractors running with you to you know actually having a team that that's that's a very hard transition.
1: yeah, it's tough with contractors, huh well
0: the the model just breaks at a certain point you know you you can you can't have you can't run contractors are the best when you're just running your business at the beginning because you don't have to give them benefits or w twos or payroll taxes or any of that. you don't need an office, you don't need. And then you know if you don't have work for them, you don't have to continue paying them, right? So, and if you if you don't need them in the future, it's easy to just say, oh, okay, I don't need your services anymore. So, contractors have a really good benefit at the at the early stages of running a business. You know, once you evolve and you've got a bunch of contractors, that's where it starts to break down because you need a manager to manage these contractors basically because you have twelve nodes pointing through you as a centralized source. That gets unmanageable. And then they are siloed out. They don't interconnect with each other. So you know, there's no bandwidth passing through between these different things, which means that you know, the person running this has no visibility into how this other thing works and, and vice versa. And then you also have the problem of them not being fully committed to your thing because they have multiple clients.
1: Right. And it's, it just sounds overwhelming.
0: It just gets to a point where it's, it's not efficient. For example, if you have someone running your Facebook ads for you and then your competitors find out who that person is, then they're going to get that person to run their ads for them. And then every breakthrough you make is just going to be applied to your competitors, right? That's kind of what happens with with contractors. And if you have it in-house, then it's that advantage doesn't get passed along.
1: Great. So, you know, you're a very focused, habits-driven person. Uh, how do you how do you generally structure a day, and kind of what good habits have you cultivated in the last couple of years? So, I know it's a loaded question. So maybe I might separate it.
0: Sure. So, what habits have been the most powerful? Well, I mean, having a routine is. I know a lot of people are oh, really a routine, but Almost nobody sticks to a routine. They, they know they're well aware of the topic of a routine and it's kind of an old boring topic, but almost nobody does it. And it's just like health and fitness, you know, like how do you be healthy and fit and look good? Well, you just eat good food, you sleep well, you drink water and then you exercise. That's it. It's not complicated, but nobody does it. So then they think, oh, it must be all of this other crap. And so it. The answer is always very simple, but it's the most painful one to actually admit to and actually do. So, you know, having a routine and sticking to it religiously every single day, despite how you feel, whether you're motivated or sad, unmotivated or sad or whatever, you just have to do it and you just have to stick to it. And I mean every day, never, ever, ever slipping for years. And that's what I mean by a routine and having one of those is very powerful so waking up at the same time going to bed at the same time meditating in the morning is is a very helpful habit for ha- having a clear mind and then just blocking out distractions so you know i turn my phone off and i put it in a drawer and then i don't have any anything on my computer like popping up at me and i just i walk to my desk in the morning start working and i don't stop until the until the end of the day and I just do that every day
1: how many hours do you think you're working per day 12 to 13 six days a week what time do you typically wake up what time do you go to bed I wake up at 6 15 I'm I'm asleep by 11 great and it, there's one big thing that uh, I'm you know this is actually the reason so th- a couple of years ago I remember this this company called bedjet reaching out and I was like well what is this bedjet thing it sounds stupid and then I, I think I saw something you put out recently not recently, maybe a couple months ago, and I clicked the link and I'm like, wow, okay, this Bedjet thing looks pretty legit. So I actually ended up getting one. And for me, it's one of the best buys of the year um, where it just basically sprays like cool air under your sheets and keeps you like cool. So what I'm leading towards right now is what is one new tool that you've added in the last year that's added a lot of value aside from the Bedjet?
0: Sure, probably that aura ring, O-U-R-A ring. And it's just very simple. It just tracks when you go to sleep and when you wake up and what your heart rate and things are like while you're asleep. And it just provides some feedback and metrics to sleeping. So most people, they, you know, sleep is another one of those things where people are like, oh, yeah, I know I sleep properly or I go to bed at the same time or I get enough sleep. But they're not re- those are just canned responses the person is saying without actually truly being aware of it. And that aura ring brings, brings the reality into awareness, and quite often it's shocking. Yeah. And the person thinks they're getting enough sleep, but it's terrible. And you're, I'm not surprised that the person is anxious and making mistakes and worried about their business every day because their chemicals are just totally out of whack, and, and they're going to be delusional.
1: <laughs> I should quote that. So in, in terms of, okay, so you got the aura ring, you got the, the, the bed jet as well. And I was, I, I hosted a dinner last week and one guy was like, yeah, I spent a couple of thousand dollars on my, on my bedding, you know, don't buy the thousand threads and all that. And he, he, and I'm waiting for him to send me like an email with all the bullet points. But I agree. Like, I don't think most people think about optimizing their sleep enough. And that's like a, well, that, that's, that's a weakness in my opinion. Now, final question for you. What is one must-read book you'd recommend to everyone? What
0: would I recommend? I mean, with your audience, what is the main problem that they have?
1: Good question. I think everyone here is trying to grow their business. Why can't they? I think they're all at different stages.
0: But what would the, what's their main problem?
1: You know what? I think, let's let's go to my problem. When I listen to podcasts like this, for example, I'm always looking for new ideas. Mm-hmm. so that's I'm looking for ideas to grow my business um, and there's always good ideas I get from people around the web
0: sure yeah so I know that mode we always feel like the answer is more information it almost never is and so for example with growing my business I just found something that worked and then just did nothing but that for years and didn't do any of the other ideas so I think how you get that habit is I'd recommend they read the book, Essentialism.
1: Mm, great. You know, people can find that book. Is it by, uh, God, is it Ian McCallan? I don't even remember now. But uh, Essentialism is a great book. I think it aligns very well with uh, this episode that we've done. Sam, this has been really great. What's the best way for people to find you online?
0: Just go to consulting.com and that's my website and it says what we do and all of that. Wonderful. Sam, thanks so much for
1: doing this. No problem. Thanks.